Welcome to For What It's Worth podcast. I'm your host, David Oglesby, along with my co-host, Bronson Stewart, from the heart of Franklin, Texas. Each week, we talk about topics ranging from sports to politics to pop culture, but our ultimate goal is to weave the truth of Jesus into everything we do. Thanks for joining us today. If you like what you hear, please share it, subscribe, and mention it to a friend. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of For What It's Worth. Well... As always, we come to you with just another week of uh, baseball updates. You know how David, much research we do. You don't sound do. very excited. You sound sick. I Well, so funny story. Bronson decided to gift the whole staff with his illness, and then he got better, and we didn't. And so we're all struggling, and he's doing fantastic. You're welcome. Don't say I don't ever give you anything. And that's very true. That's very true. But... Baseball is still in swing. Oh, yeah. Things are going. People still watch baseball? Well, I haven't been really Woo! watching baseball. We're fired up for this baseball report. And so. How, we, you've been, you but, studied like 10 hours, right? But we've done some research. Lots of research. We've done some research to give you a detailed update on what's going on in the baseball world. Right. Monson, would you just give us Breakdown, a quick update? Uh, on For What It's Worth found nowhere else. Nowhere We're else. We're going to dig deep. We're going to dig deep. Braves are 24 and 25, third Boo. east. Sorry. Astros are 27 and 22. They continue their losing ways. The Rangers 22 and 30. Yankees in third in the East. Red Sox, Astros about to start a series. Dodgers were just here in Houston, 31 and 19. And the Blue Jays, where half the Astros roster went, 25 and 24. This concludes your baseball break. This concludes it. That was fantastic. Um, we it, are, I am going to the game Monday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Going you excited? Astros, Red Sox. As a lifelong fan of both teams, I'm torn. You know, I don't know who. I'll tell you on Tuesday who I rooted for. We on should Monday. get you a jersey, two jerseys, cut it in half, and sew it together. I pr- the jersey would probably need about twenty pieces on it. True, <laughs> true, 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 true. Could I get a jersey that's digital? <laughs> that I could, that I could just change, just slip on, and buy the inning. Just change on your phone. <laughs> I love it. That would be fantastic. But we're going to patent. We're going to go watch the Astros lose. Uh, it will probably be um, predictable would be my guess. I was a season ticket holder for the Astros for three years. All they did was lose greater than 100 games all three of those years. So so you're pretty salty. I'm pretty fired up about the game. Uh, I go to baseball games because I I love eating food at a baseball stadium. It's fantastic. There's, there's just something about it. You know the Braves Stadium has a Waffle House in it? Oh, really? Yeah. It's in like the third deck. Wow. I mean, and and a Waffle House is just better in a ballpark. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, so that's all I'm going for. There's there's a few people from It's kind of like going to the – you don't go to the fair to ride rides. You go no. to the fair to eat the food. Correct. Man. Giant corn dog. Yes. Funnel cake. Yes. I mean, so there in Tennessee where we live, there was this thing called the Strawberry Festival. It literally involved no strawberries. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But literally seven days – or whatever it was, just Maybe food. It was, it's just on food. food on food. There's nothing. There was nothing to it. There's just a lot of food vendors. Mmm, son, man, it makes me happy. Uh, so I'm gonna eat a lot Monday. I'm gonna get up Monday, run a little, run an extra mile, do the Murph. Okay, okay. It's Memorial Day. My brother-in-law, he's a big Murfer, so we'll be we'll Murph together. Then I'm gonna eat my brains out. 
I like it's it. It's going to be a good time. Win Sounds or lose. Like a great plan. The Astros will likely lose. And, Sounds um, like a great plan. It, it is It is what it is. But well, it'll be a good time. A couple of friends going. That's how we're planning to spend our Memorial Day weekend. However, you're planning to spend your Memorial Day weekend. We hope that you'll be safe, that you have a good time. It's kind of funny to think, you know, last Memorial Day, as we were like Memorial Day into summer, we were like in the throes of of uh, of COVID lockdowns. You know, I like, know. We celebrated Independence Day. We've come with, so far from a government that told us we couldn't celebrate. We've come so far. We'll talk about that later on in the podcast. The okay? Boston Tea Party. Because because last week we chatted about Israel, right? And so we have an update on Israel. There's a ceasefire, and so Bronson, why don't you give us a little bit more detail into yeah, that? Yeah, I mean that's good news. Um, you know, is it? I, I think the hardest part is just kind of figuring out will it hold? What are those things? Um, just after you and me filmed the podcast last week, we I had the privilege of being on a Zoom call with a guy in Israel just to kind of see some of the stuff and, and hear some information. And it's really incredible to to know some of that information. You know, 4,300, 4,360 rockets were fired into Israel and 90% of them were intercepted. I mean, they just really remarkable situation. Uh, nearly 700 misfired and fell back into Gaza. So to stop all of that is a is a positive. But you know we know it's a we know it's a situation where just from a prophetic standpoint, there's not there's not going to be peace in the region for a long time. And right. so this is a temporary peace, and it's a temporary peace that is brought about by changing administration. Certainly, Israel is in influx right now, and what's going to happen with the government there with Netanyahu. And so to to have some level of peace and stability, that's good. But, um, you know, to me, the greater situation is what role does this play in some prophetic breakdowns? We see 4,360 rockets fired into Israel, uh, yet there were 13 deaths. That was mm. it. Yeah. Three of those deaths were not associated. They were, it were people who died from stress or, you know, running to a bomb shelter or something like right. that. They weren't actually killed from the destruction from the explosion. And, you know, they... It's things like this when we look and say, well, how would the Jews at some point go from having missed the Messiah to recognizing that the Messiah ha- has in fact already come and he's coming again? Well, you know, they can look at prophecy in the Old Testament and see these battles that are going to rage and that literally the nation of Israel is going to be protected by the mighty hand of God. And it, it would be hard to argue that yeah. uh, some 4,400 rockets being fired into your country and yet there are only um, 13 dead and 90% of them don't even land. Right. Well, that's, that's pretty great protection. And so prior to the first Gulf war, uh, you know, Iran and Iraq are firing missiles in and 40 some odd missiles land in the city of Tel Aviv. And it's like three dead. I mean, so you look and see there's, there's a lot there. So the ceasefire is good, but uh, I, I encourage people, uh, they say that support for Israel is at record lows among evangelicals in America. And that to me is scary. If you listen to our podcast and you're just a casual observer of the sports, politics, culture, man, we're glad you're here. Right, uh, right. If you listen to our podcast and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, um, then we're glad you're here. But if that's you, then you especially should be a supporter of the nation of Israel. Absolutely. God's word tells us he will bless those who bless them and he will curse those who curse them. And so we need to be a supporter of the nation of Israel. They're, they're our greatest allies. Um, so much comes out of Israel that I don't think we even realize. And, and so 
the the support in America, anti-Semitism is spiking, is through the roof. We see it in the videos of New York and these other large cities. And so if you're out there and you're unsure what you should do, you should support Israel. Absolutely. And so we should be thankful for peace, but we should ultimately know that the Jews have a right to their land that they've had for thousands and thousands of years. And um, and they have to ha- they have to have a right to that land and a right to defend it. Right, and you've been to Israel a few times. That's and, right. And getting and ready to go back. Getting ready to go back. So let's kind of shift a little bit. What what's what's your favorite place to go when you go to Israel? Oh wow, man, that's a great question. Um, it is. It's really an incredible, incredible sight. I think there's nothing like coming through the tunnels and seeing the old city of David, the city of Jerusalem. Uh, there are some really neat sites to visit. Uh, Caesarea Philippi uh, is a great spot. Caesarea by the sea is a really incredible spot because so much has been excavated there. Uh, literally, the, the amphitheater where Paul was, uh, there is a, um, a, a, a like a spot where gladiators would have fought. There's Herod's mm. uh, mansion. There's things that are even... Um, not as old as biblical times, but like the entire city's been excavated. But there's nothing like coming through and seeing the city of Jerusalem. Probably the coolest thing would be to stand on the Mount of Olives to look across the Kidron Valley to the Temple Mount, to the Eastern Gate, and to know that one day very soon, man, he's going to come. He's going to come to the east. Uh, the mountain is going to split in two, and Jesus is going to come back right there. Mm. And um, you know that's that's probably there's spots that are cool, there's spots that are emotional, there's spots that you think would be emotional, like uh, the Church of the Holy Nativity where Jesus was born, and you think, oh, this is going to be awesome, and then you're like, meh. Uh, so, but I guess that's probably you put me on the spot there. Didn't I know, you? but I'm going to do it again I, it, because an spot. even in the midst of just the craziness going on in Israel, would you still encourage? people to travel to Israel and why? If they let us go tomorrow, I'd be on the plane. I mean, if, what's so important about believers? Well, going to I Israel? feel like it's like, um, it's like anything, you know, if you believe the truth of God's word, um, then you need to, you, you, you need to, it, it's, it's the greatest piece of history that there is, hmm. you know, the Bible comes to life. And it, I really think that if you're going to be a teacher, if you're going to be a Sunday school teacher, if you're going to be a pastor, you know, if you're a pastor and you haven't been to Israel, uh, then you, that needs to be the next thing you do. I think mm-hmm. Israel is a trip to Israel is far greater than any seminary class I've ever taken. And, um, and so I think you need to go. I think any believer who goes to Israel walks away with an incredible level of growth to their faith, unbelievable level of growth to their faith. And so I absolutely would go. And I'll tell you, I'd be less likely to visit Portland, Chicago, (laughs) or New York. I would feel way safer in Israel. And statistics would show that. You're much more likely to be hurt if you go to downtown Portland or Chicago or St. Louis now. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I mean... St. Louis murder rate is the highest in the country now. They just defunded $4 million from the police department. And so I would much rather go to Israel. And uh, if you're out there and you want to go, you can sign up for our trip online. And uh, we would love for you to go. Hopefully we're going to go December 1st through the 11th again, 2021. And it'll be a great, great time. Yep, and you can find that link at uh, firstbaptistfranklin.org, firstbaptistfranklin.org. Some big news more big news, and I think this is the biggest thing that we'll kind of hash out today. Um, 
everybody knows the month of June is Pride Month. That's right. Um, and and you We're know, not talking about it, lions. <laughs> and it comes <laughs> and it goes, and a lot of people like, like even for me, it's just like it is what it. It falls on my birthday, my birthday month, so it is what it is. I just go with the flow, like whatever. It's coming. Like there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but it just seems more and more that we can't get away from it. And the big story today is that uh, the Kellogg cereal box, mm-hmm. right? They're they're getting asking uh, children to write their pronouns on the cereal box. And so, what are your thoughts on that? Like, where where are we at as a society when it comes to gay pride? Yeah, this is how it came to you and me, right? I mean, we were just in the office. This is how a lot of our topics come up. People ask all the time, "How do we?" figure out what we're going to talk about like a lot of times people just text us yeah (laughs) people text us and they'll say hey i got a question about this or i saw this and certainly that was one we saw it on twitter and uh, a mom in the office asked us about it to said hey what is what is the deal with this and so you and i dug in and gay pride month has has long been a situation you know I, i think it's funny there's only 12 months and so you know we stick like uh february's this month and we got women's month and like uh, you know, now we've start have a, had to start double up because right. you know, like a week doesn't seem like enough, I guess. So we gotta give them a whole month, anyways. But at the end of the day, Pride Month exists. Um, you know, or- originally, I guess it existed to bring light to these LGBT causes, or at least it used to be LGBT. Now we're LGBTQ plus positive negative div- division signs. I don't ex- even remember mark. anymore. Okay, and so uh, um, they just gosh. added. The, so they just added the plus. To add anything else that they would just oh, want to add. Oh, really? That's yeah. what the plus means. Okay. I'm pretty positive. That's what okay. it is. Uh, so what, they could just done like an underscore, like an email address, you know, like plus, fill in the blank right here. Yeah. But, okay, I like the plus. So you've got these things that are going to unfold all week. And I think the most important thing to remember is I think people get into, companies wade into it for profit. Yeah. I don't think Kellogg cares about gay pride. Stop I don't it. think they do. It is, it is, they're, they're saying, hey, look at us. We are inclusive, buy our stuff, because if they don't, we've covered this. Uh, there's a great book, Abigail Schreier wrote a great book on just the whole trans issue. And any bookstore that carries her book, they're trying to cancel the whole bookstore. I mean, she, you know, one of 80,000 books in a bookstore. That's right. So these companies do this to, to cover their rears yeah. in, in, in a coaching, like we used to call it CYA, you know. Cover your rears. Uh, there's a different word there, but you do some things just to cover your rear there. And so I think it's one of those situations where this is a cover your rear moment. Hey, we're going to say, look at us. We're all inclusive. And so you've got Lego is coming out with a rainbow block set and all proceeds are going to go to LGBT charities. Obviously, Disney. Disney's been leading the Disney's charge. been on the bandwagon for, for, for a, a while. Right, because... Yeah. Well, guess what? Gay Pride Month spike sales at Disney. Yeah, so absolutely. Th- they're not dumb. Even the Florida gets a lot of revenue from Gay Pride. No doubt, a lot. Uh, Skittles has a Pride pack out. Uh, it's going to be an all gray Skittles pack. All the Skittles are going to be gray, which seems dumb to me because Skittles' slogan is already "Taste the Rainbow," which. <laughs> what do they use to represent <laughs> Correct. them? Anyways, but what they're going to do is they're actually going to go the opposite of their whole model and make gray candies, and then they're going to say only one rainbow matters during Pride, which, again, makes absolutely no 
sense to me because the rainbow is the pride symbol and to make a rainbow it involves Roy G. Biv. I does I don't it? Know. Okay. And then obviously we got the Kellogg Fruit Loop cereal box and they partnered with Glad uh, and the tagline is that boxes are for cereal, not for people. And you're right. What sparked all of it was on the side. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, okay, I can hold it in. Uh, except that we bury people in a box. So, <laughs> anyways, okay. We we haven't really fleshed this out. Uh, but boxes are for cereal, not for people. Okay, that's Kellogg's branding, not ours. But. What got the what sparked everything was you're right on the side of the box it says whatever write your pronouns he she or yeah. he him she, she hers they. and then it's got some blanks and it's got blanks that's yeah. correct and so that's put it in the forefront of our children's faces and I think it creates a mess for a lot of parents yeah well like I mean can you imagine just like you just rolled out of bed you pour your kid a box of I mean a bowl of cereal and they're like. Mom, Dad, what does this mean? I thought there were just two genders. And then you have to, which obviously, but like just to have to sit there and explain that at 7 o'clock in the morning, one, I'm not a parent yet. Well, no, you're missing that because the the fight begins in the cereal aisle to begin with. That's very true. Because we, you know our routine. We go to the supermarket every Monday, uh, pick the girls up from school. We go every Monday. Bananas, milk. Candy. Do they have them at the supermarket? They do not have it in the supermarket. I don't know that it's out yet, and I I will be interested. Uh, podcast Next listeners, time I go to H-E-B, it, I'll podcast work. listeners, if you even care, we'll update you if we I'm find. I'm gonna it. buy a box. We'll find it in a store around here. But I'm curious. Um, you know, my what girls. My pronouns on <laughs> my my girls. My girls can't just you know we we have this in the cereal aisle at the supermarket, which our our supermarket here in town is very small and doesn't have a lot of options, and it can sometimes be like thirty minutes of them like asking about all these cereals. So the last place you want to have that discussion is in the cereal aisle with your child. But it's there's just so much there's so much here to it. There's so much hypocrisy to it to say, you know, we literally are sending our kids to public school where they're indoctrinated to begin with with so many things, and yet then they learn what their what proper English pronoun now conflicts with with uh, what would we call it liberal woke biological pronoun and so they them <laughs> like, English teachers are losing their minds with some of this stuff yet we now uh, what is what would be what would be fill in the blank for if you're he him so she her I saw they, a video them. and someone called themselves Z Zay. Like, what the crap are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. So, like, he, her, they, them, uh, and then whatever you're, whatever you decide to make up. So, I mean, like, literally what it is. Hmm. Hey, mine would be like, <laughs> like the dial ups, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I would hate to have to call you that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I so if I put Ninu Ninu in my in my Twitter profile, does that make me like in my hip? Then you'll be hip, and people like won't call you stupid for it. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna put bebop bebop. That's what I want to go by now. Okay, please recognize me by that. Okay, uh, that's what I'm identifying as uh, dial up inter- internet in in uh in honor of my childhood. You didn't ever experience dial up internet, did you? Uh if I did, I was re- I think so 1996. I probably didn't experience it like as a 
where I could understand it or comprehend it, yeah. but I probably we probably had it. So here's how dial up internet worked. You could only have your computer one place and then you'd go to log on and your mom or dad would have been like, No, you can't get on the computer and then you'd go in the office and you'd shut the door, but then the computer would say so you're trying to be sneaky, but you can't be sneaky. Oh, yeah. Mom busts in like, it sounds like a jackhammer. It sounds like a construction zone, like a New York <laughs> Broadway <laughs> in the deal. And then you click on a website and it like loads top to bottom, frame by frame. <laughs> oh, it was it a good time. Forever. It was a good time to be alive. I bet. Um, it was It was a good time to be alive. And it, and it made us all better. So maybe that's what my pronouns are. I'm a, we'll, we'll, we, maybe we should look into it. We should have looked at what. All right, Mr. Boo. So he's a bebop. Mr. Boo Bop. Mr. Bebop. 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 Okay, thank you. So, Appreciate it. But the, the bigger issue here, in all seriousness, I think, is that my wife and I are going through this right now. And we we have to try to, to figure this out. We've been we've been placed in some, in some situations and, and future podcast topics, right. Where, that we're going to talk about, you know, we have two daughters and we see this trans issue right now where biological boys are being allowed to compete in girls sports. Mm. Okay. So that's not an issue. Now my two daughters play and they play against girls. Okay. So I think for so many of us, we look at that and say, well, it's, it's not my problem. Okay, masks on kids. Uh, we're going to cover that in a second. But my kid was, uh, you, may, you know, maybe your kid fell under the standards. So you said, you know, my kid didn't have to wear one, so I'm good. Not my problem. And, you know, I think when it comes to this, you say, hey, gay pride or whatever they want to do or like, not my problem. And so right. I, I, if you're out there and you're listening and, you know, you, you may um, identify as apolitical or uh, maybe today you say, uh, you know, I just, I just don't really wade into that. I'm, I'm not on the right or the left. I, I just, I just focus on me and us. Yeah. And I think what this stuff just continues to prove is that you're not going to get the option. The fight is going to come to you, not the other way around. Right. And so I'm listening to the situation on the trans issue and this mother that's fighting for her daughter. Well, the case is ultimately dismissed because it took two years to come to court. They brought it as a junior. And by the time it got to court, uh, her her daughter graduated. And so the courts threw it out. Right. And so it's like these things where we sit back and we're like, hey, I'm not I'm not going and looking for a fight. I get that. None, none of us are. I think as parents, I'm not intentionally trying to get to insert myself into fights, but the fight is going to come to you. Mm. And you as the parent, you are the gatekeeper. It is your kid. And so whether it be the, the trans issue or, or masks or school or, or uh, critical race theory or evolution in the schools, like that, it's your kid. And at the end of the day, you're responsible for them. The Lord has loaned them to you as your kid for you to parent for a season. And you have to be proactive. I say it all the time. You hear me say it around the staff. We attack the day or let the day attack us. Mm. There's only two yeah. options. And so the fight is going to come to you. And if your plan is, hey, well, I'm just not really a political person. I'm just not really into all this. Then the fight is going to come and overtake you and whether you want it or not. Right. And we can see that everywhere. Pick any situation. The fight is going to come to you. How many people were on the woke mob side? 
Then they did one thing, and the mob turned on them. Yeah. Boom. You done. see it all the time. And so you can't be woke enough. You can't be dismissive enough. You have to say, hey, I'm either in for the fight or I'm out for the fight. But if you're out, the fight's still going to come to you. Yep. You may be delayed in getting there, but it's still coming. And I just feel like, man, at some point, we have to say enough is enough. And, and I'm not going to let that happen with my kids. And, you know, we're just committed to being proactive in this fight. And I think it's the, I think it's the only thing to do. Absolutely. I do think it's the only thing to do. And really, and, and for us, well, I don't have kids, so I can't truly speak to the topic. But, you know, I, I work with students, and, um, and we don't really see it here in Franklin. But that doesn't mean one day we won't see it here that's in right. Franklin. That's right. And I think that's, that's, and a, that's, that's a great point. Because so, you, you, we have a tendency to say out of sight, out of mind. Yes. One day, it's yeah. going to be here. It's going to be here. You know, whether we're still here or not, but one day, it's going to show up here in Franklin, you know, and and I just feel like you don't want to have that conversation then. you rather go ahead and have this conversation now with your kid or with whoever and get them prepared because, you know, it's probably going to happen sooner than later, um, and and so we'll, we'll just see where it, where it goes, you know, and so you never know when it's going to show up. You never know when it's going to come knocking at your door. You never know when your kid's going to sit you down right before bedtime and say, explain this to me. You just never know. And so you got to be prepared for it. You got to attack it and you just got to be ready um, to, to be the parent and to explain it to the best of your knowledge. And if you don't have knowledge, do some research. But these are things your kids need to know. Your kids need to be prepared for. And uh, I just would encourage you as a parent, don't let your kid try to do it on their own. You need to be there every step of the way as they figure it out and as you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You and, can't leave it to your kid to come to you. Because we see what happens when That's you right, do that. Right. And I, I often tell parents all the time, you cannot let the most important conversation you have to have with your kid be the first conversation mm. you've had with your kid. And um, that, that's hard for that generation. That's hard for my generation. I think as parents, maybe slightly older than me, because that's kind of where I see it. Like it's a group that rejects questioning. It's a group that rejects conversations with their kids. You got to have conversations with your kid. You got to talk about these things. You got to talk openly about these things. It's okay to say, hey, I don't know, uh, but I'm going to find out. Uh, it's okay to ask other people. It's okay to ask other parents. But I think you have to be proactive in the process of getting yeah, there. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's worth noting here because this doesn't come, and, and, and this is another part of being proactive, is this does not mean we hate gay people. No, not at all. And in fact, it's actually uh, the exact opposite of that because what they are saying is, hey, we want you to be... Uh, respectful of our views right. however uh they don't want to they don't want to give you the same respect asking right. that they would be respectful of your right. views and so we are saying hey uh i believe without a doubt 100 percent that homosexuality is wrong and it is a sin and it is a sin alongside many other sins and just because people are doing it does not make it okay just because people are doing it doesn't make it not a sin 
But that doesn't mean that I hate those people. There are people who believe differently than me on immigration or differently than me on any other political issues. And this is what we covered just a few weeks ago on the whole reality of digging in on opposite sides of the spectrum to say, hey, just because we disagree on this doesn't mean that I hate you. Right. In fact... It's because I care about you. If I believe that what you're doing is going to lead you to hell and eternal separation from Jesus Christ, then it would be hateful for me not to tell you otherwise. Mm, That's right. It would be the love that I have for you to say, listen, I believe God's word. Hell sounds like the most miserable place possible. And I don't want anyone, if I can help it, to experience eternity there. And so it is out of the love that I bring these concerns. I don't bring concerns because I hate you. I bring concerns because I love you. And oftentimes when we talk about those conversations, we we just don't talk about things until we have concerns. And that's why our kids or our spouse or whoever think, well, you hate me because the only time you bring these things up are things that you disagree with. And I think that's why it's important sit down and to have these conversations with your kids and to say, Hey, there are people who believe this way. Not, not only does our house disagree, but here's why our house disagrees. Right. And at the end of the day, it's a fight that you might as well start bringing to your kids right now. And you better start bringing to your community and you better start bringing it up in your student ministry and your church. If you're, if your student pastor isn't pro being proactive about these things, you have directly engaged students before on this. Yeah. And if your student pastor, your church isn't doing it, you need to go sit down with him and say, listen, we're concerned. Mm -hmm. We're here to support you. Uh, but we got to bring this fight. We've got to be proactive in this fight of preparing our students. If students today can handle calculus, they can handle some hard truth. Yes, they can. Stink and give it to them. And and I just think that today we we sell our kids short if we're not going to proactively go and fight for them because we've already given them a mountain that's so, so hard to climb. And uh, if you're a parent out there, I would tell you, get up tomorrow, attack the day, take the fight to the opposition because your kids and your family are worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. And just some more on that, speaking of students and calculus, and that just brings us to the topic of school. We have completed one year Um and so today is, is Franklin's graduation, right? And we've had some wonderful seniors um, in our church and a part of our student ministry. And uh, today they get to walk and get their diploma, and we're so proud of them. And um, we can't be there to we can't wait to be there to support them. But this just kind of brings us to another topic of completing one year of school in this COVID season. And so, kind of let's hash that out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. First and foremost, we are grateful. Yes, absolutely. One year, uh, the the year was uninterrupted. It was in person schooling, and uh, our kids our kids didn't wear masks. Uh, our teachers did, and as the year went on, even the older kids, uh, those things were taken away. Those masks were taken away, or or uh, be, become Just choice. Just Yeah, choice. You know. uh, we went to every football game in person. We went yep. to sporting events in person. Uh, we, I was at my daughter's in-person schooling award ceremony on campus. Uh, one daughter on Monday, one daughter on Tuesday. We will be at in-person graduation on campus uh, tonight uh, here in our town. And so without a doubt, it is a remarkable move because greater than 50% of our students didn't have in-person education. Yeah. And 
you know, there are people and it's not even a red state, blue state because our friends in Tennessee didn't go to school on Fridays all year. Uh, they, they just would, on Fridays, they would go in person for four days and then do zoom learning, uh, on Fridays. I know. And, what? and, and what Nash, does that, do? you know, Nashville, uh, I think has still been, uh, prohibited coming back. And so it's not just clear cut across the board. It no. took local places having great courage, local administration. Uh, and, and, and I think that's in, that's important. Was it perfect? No, no. And I've got, you know, I think there's some incredible frustrations there, but it's still uh, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Now, there to me, there are a few uh, negatives that came out of it because, okay. you know, uh, you have a student who, see, sit, you could think about this. You could sit next to your teacher at church, mask-free, but if you walk into a school, you both have being a mask. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's hypocritical. Uh, and then you would hear stories, you know, my daughters would come home and they would say, oh man, my teacher's just so great. Um, both my, both my girls are very sharp and, but, um, you know, we, there's studies, I can that, attest to that. There's studies that, that prove, uh, that it still helps a kid learn when they can see a teacher's facial expressions mm. and they can see a teacher's mouth moving. And, you know, both of our daughters excelled this year, excelled. Uh, my oldest finished, uh, she got an award, 99 average. I mean, just incredible. I don't know that it's certainly she is sharp, but uh, her teacher was really, really great about keeping the class normal mm. and instruction without a mask so that they could see her lips and that they could understand her very clearly and uh, hugging the students as they came in. And I am forever grateful for that because... You, you run the risk of creating a situation of hypocrisy that, hey, my teacher takes her mask off in this classroom, but when we go out in the hall, they put it back on because they, they, know, they, the, know, they, yeah. they, they know they have to. And that, that's not, while I'm grateful, uh, because I want my kid, there's proven benefits of that, of seeing lips move and seeing right. facial expressions. I, um, I, I do think we've put ourselves, it's going to be hard to put a lid back on that box because... You and I have seen it with some teenagers recently, the idea of being able to hide behind a mask now. and um, I feel like it's become a fashion statement, though, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pop culture thing. Yeah. But there are students who want to hide anyways. Right. And now they have this thing where they can hide everything they're feeling. Mm. And what we know, without a shadow of a doubt, is that here is the threat to your child. The threat to your child, statistically, pornography, uh, mental health situation, you, the threat to your middle school or high school daughter is an eating disorder, the threat to your kid of uh, just devalue worth from something that somebody posts about them on social media, all of these things have a greater threat to your child than COVID. Mm. We have zero to 18, 244 deaths total in the country. So what we have elsewhere is suicide rates, double, triple, quadruple. We've got an, an eating disorder. We've got mental health issues. We've got loneliness. We've got kids that need social skills that lost it. We've got kids who need education who lost it. Um, those are things that are a much greater risk to your child. And so if you're out there and I'm, I'm really, we didn't, we're not trying to be rude. No, 
If you're out there and your kindergartner graduated on Zoom and you weren't allowed to go, you should be livid. Absolutely. This is what we mean by taking the fight. You don't ever get that year back. No. If your kindergartner went to school in a mask and graduated on a teleconference, you should be, that's your fight. Yeah. You should be livid. And, you know, when they say, well, the CDC, the whatever, I didn't elect the CDC. I elected my superintendent. Well, I elected my school board who hired my superintendent. Right. And so the fight is with them. And if your administration, if you look at it now, I mean, we're, we're even talking about this next year. The data correlation shows two statistical variants in this mask in schools. There were two things that, that, that mitigated the spread of COVID in public schools. This study was done between comparing data between Florida and New York. There was no correlation with mask mandates and the transmission of the COVID rate for students. Because Florida didn't really... Correct. While New York did. Here were the two things. The number one thing that dictated COVID spread in a public school was ventilation. Now, we go to really nice schools here in town. Yeah. But a lot of of people go to a, a very old building. Yeah. We pour very little into education. We pay our teachers very little. We put very little into infrastructure, into funding. Like, we want to talk about fixing things. Think about the old buildings that some of our people are going to schools in and going yeah. to work in. That was the number one statistical variant. Number two was teachers wearing a mask. If the ventilation was good and the teachers wore a mask, there was virtually zero spread of COVID in a school. Those were the two statistical things. There was no statistical, there was no ability for them to find a statistical number. Amongst the um, students. Yes, amongst a kid wearing a mask or the plexiglass. All The plexiglass in desks, I've only seen it in pictures because we didn't have it here, but you know, it's an airborne virus. When you walk up to the cash register and they've hung that piece of plastic between you and the person, it's literally, it's literally a perfect example of idiocracy because it's an airborne virus. It, it's not... It's not on a rope to their mouth. So uh, at the end of the day, these were the things they found. But the the study also showed, this is by MedRx, the study also showed that masks for children lack common sense, pose no statistical benefit. However, they do pose long-term psychological uh, effects, delayed development issues on young people, and many other situations that we're going to find out for the years to come. And so for me... When I recognize that, my gosh, I mean, I just can't stress this enough. The crisis is over with COVID. Is COVID is still here, but the crisis level is over. And we now have a new crisis. We have people who are psychologically scared. We have people who, um, who lost their jobs, who now have become dependent on unemployment because it pays more than going back to work. We have kids who are just so programmed to wear a mask. My wife's a dental hygienist. She is in people's mouths every day. Our and she economy's says, not in great shape. She says that when kids yeah. walk in and she tells a kid, hey, you can take your mask off now, that more than half of them usually want to just leave it on. Uh, wow. it's, it's, not, it's not good. We've now created a whole new layer of problems. And what has happened is we've continued to maintain a response similar to the crisis, even though the crisis is now over. And our response is being based upon the fears of the highest level, not the fears of the individual. So your hysteria shouldn't impact how I have to live.
But what we're doing is we're literally saying, whoever has the most fear, then we need everything to align with that individual's fears. Not, hey, we're 20s, 30s, healthy. There's literally no risk to us. Right. It's like, you know, if you're being chased by a wild animal, okay, your level of fear should be high. If you're being chased by a chihuahua, then you're, you're just turn around and punt that thing. Right. And what you decide is that if your level of fear for a wild animal and a chihuahua is the same, then the problem is not with the wild animal or the chihuahua. The problem is with you mm. that your fears are not, are, are not substantiated. And so there's a whole lot of people today who are living with fear that's unsubstantiated. And the expectation is just like it is with the gay pride month or whatever, that of the loudest, then everybody else has to match that. Mm. And so I am grateful for Franklin Independent School District. I'm grateful that we kind of went through this season and didn't get COVID. I mean, just then, physical specimens we are. Physical specimens. I mean, there go. But, now I get a head cold like that, but <laughs> COVID, no match for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yes. So yes. if your kid didn't go through that year, man, I'm sorry. I really am. And I hope that you will write, write your school board, show up at your meetings, tell your school board that, um, you know, these things are crazy. Think about that. Some of these mass mandates are going to end June one, right? So the school districts don't want to fight the battle. So, uh, graduation is on zoom again or whatever. You got to wear a mask. I thought I heard you're in the clear. I thought I heard through the grapevine that Franklin was going to do a drive through graduation at some point. And I was like, oh, boy, if they do that. I think that was the preschool. That was the preschool that was going to do that? Okay, okay. I was worried for a minute. Uh, Don't don't underestimate the convenience that some of this has brought brought about for sure. But, um, you know, as as if COVID knows, May 31st, hey, COVID's still a threat. June 1, though, we're Mm, in the clear. COVID's like, dang it. I got to go. Missed it by that much. (laughs) So if you're out there, I'll tell you, I think the – the thing that we want to do, we've we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, speaking of places in Israel, there at Caesarea Philippi, um, you have this exchange with uh, with Peter, and, and Jesus tells him, "Hey, upon you, Peter Petros, this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it." And it's just a great reminder that I think for us, we we are to be Christians who live on purpose, and we're to be Christians who live with purpose, and. And so we can't sit back. The enemy comes, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so that is an enemy that is showing up. Uh, His plan is not to kind of create a little disruption in your home or your life. It's to completely destroy your life. And so you got to show up ready to attack. You got to live life on offense because you and your life and your family, uh, they're worth it. And so, um, you know, I think uh, that that is true. That's a truth that transcends all these things we talked about today. Absolutely, absolutely. We, man, what a great episode! And we just hope that you enjoyed it. We enjoyed uh, talking through these topics, and this just brought you encouragement. This just brought you some knowledge, some light to some things that are just going on in the world. Why don't you just hit that like button, hit that share, share it with your family, share it with your friends, um, leave us a review, um, and uh, five stars only, of course, and. Uh, and that would just bless us. Um, we just hope that we got you a have lot of five stars. Still no reviews though. Still no reviews. Yeah. I don't know. Some people say that they can't leave reviews. I don't understand. I'm gonna have to really look into that. Okay. And so, um, 
I'm going to really look into that so y'all can say some nice things or maybe not so nice things. Maybe one day. No, we don't read. We'll only read five star. Only only read read five five stars. That's right. And we'll have a complete episode just dedicated to reading those reviews. But listen, um, what a great day it was. Um, what what's some, what amazing truth that we just heard today? Oh, we do have a review from Sunday. There is a review. Oh. Yeah, there is. There literally is a review. I laugh. I learn. I go on goose chases looking for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a great comment. That's a great. That's a great review. There we go. So that's all you need to know. Thank you uh, for the five star review who left that, and we're, we're sorry that you go on wild goose chases looking for sponsors. They're out there, uh, and if you if you find them, just remember uh, mention the for what's worth podcast and a plethora of prizes at all those places. But yes, uh, we hope you've enjoyed today's show. Just always remember, it's been our opinion, it's what we think, and we hope it's been of some value to you for what it's worth.